All right, welcome back to Off the Tap. This week is episode 39 or episode 8 of season 2. We did look it up. We, we verified this time so that we don't have that little tidbit of we're not really sure because we're 100% sure. Yes, we're 100%. And uh, this week we're doing Back Pew Brewing Company's, is it Satire Swill? I don't know how it is. Satire? Uh, I think it, it's spelled like, uh, you know how Led Zeppelin had dire maker but it was like pronounced jamaica it's spelled like that s-a-t-y-r-s swill or apostrophe s so satire swill i think of of which i'm not very familiar or comfortable with the definition of either word so yeah me either um but it is a bach i do know that uh actually when i bought this had absolutely zero idea it was a bach even though it plainly says it right on the front of the can it's pretty no obvious. I, I think maybe because the writing is in a different color, but yeah, it's pretty bold. Like I didn't for a second doubt that it was a box, so you must not have been reading. Reading and writing is not a strong suit, huh? I'm going to be honest. I saw the can in the store, and I was like, let's try that. we have I don't think I've ever had a back pew beer, so. Oh, I thought we had. Okay, I, I want to circle back to that, but first off, not a very attractive can. I don't know what about it was like, hey, we should try that. Um, uh, I honestly, because of the design of it, how the barrel is like red and white, I thought it was a Christmas beer, but I guess it's not. So that's what uh, drew me to it. I thought we had, I thought I've, I've had, I've had one other back pew. Um, cause it's based out of Porter, Texas, which surprised the hell out of me. Yeah. I didn't know there was enough people there and or space for there to be a brewery, but, um, <laughs> Yeah, so Katie picked up one that was like uh, like Kroger on a closeout. It was actually a really good beer. I think it was like a hyper. It's called Hyperlight. Okay, and it's like a four point two. It like a competition with every other Miller Light or whatever, but very good, crafty tasting. I was very impressed. Well, uh, shitty can, shitty can up. graphics, just the same. But we got an ABV on this bad boy at seven point two, is what the interwebs said oh, holy lord for uh, a bach yeah is that what the can says as well good lord i don't think it says it on the can and uh ibus of 22 all right so it's fallen in line on the ibus with a lot of other beers but good lord for a box 7.2 yeah i was pretty was... i was pretty blown away at the abv when i saw it golly it always makes me think that it's going to be super dark then yeah we're going to have to see on that pour. Drink, do drink with caution for the satire seeks your soul. Are they doing, are they, is it like the devil? What is that? I don't understand. Oh, I think so. Um, I don't know. I'm going to Google what satire is in a minute, but uh, for all of those that now understand we're uneducated, but um, let's Google what swear yeah. is too. Okay. I mean, if I do them back to back, you think something bad will come up? Am no, I going to get on some type of list? You think? Maybe you should do one, and I'll do one. Okay. Um, I do love the branding, though, because Back Pew, obviously, you know, not the best at following any religious principles, you know, and then they have different sayings at the top, but their main um, catch as of late is drink like a sinner. Um, mm. But anyways, it's just just unique branding. <clears throat> yeah. All right. So I'm going to Google that in a minute, but ooh, pretty color. Yet it again. Doesn't, seems- it doesn't look too dark. No, it's not. It's not for it to be, I guess, dark. I mean, I guess uh, stout doesn't always mean dark. Yeah, but in, you in kind the, of associate the, it, well, you know? Well, in this, not in the sense of beers, but in the sense of um, stout as in alcohol volume. Right. Um, there is a catchy little saying on the back that I'll read in a minute when we get in a lull. But, um, yeah, and it's not super hazy like uh, some of the crafts have been as of late. Decent head. Actually, it looks pretty good. Yeah, I'm going to let that sit for a second while I do some Googling. I'm going to go ahead and give mine a taste. Okay. Yeah, well, bottoms up. Well, might have been sitting here for a little bit. That's not, it's not uh, too strong. It's definitely stronger than a Bach that I'm used to in a Bach, at least. Yeah, it also finishes a little sweeter. I mean, <clears throat> of all... You know that I'm not a huge sweet, but we would go over that over and over and over and over that. But um, it's sweeter than even like a regular Bach to me. Yes, it's definitely it definitely has a sweeter 
uh, aftertaste than a, you know, what I expect out of a Bach for sure. But you know what? I can tell you right now, two sips in, I would definitely drink it again. Seek it out. This is for this for me. I know that we're having it out of cans for convenience, but this for me is like when it's on draft, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, it's it's <clears throat> pretty good as well. I mean, I agree. After a couple sips, it's a it's a repeater already. I might I might not pick it over other box, um, but I'm gonna do it if it's on tap. And and that's a bold statement for me because normally I always seem to be the negative, you know, the the pessimistic one that's like, nah, not a chance. But yeah. not in this case. I don't know if it's like a a seasonal release they do or if this is a year round thing. It was on like an end cap at the store, so I assume that's that means it's a seasonal thing. Because that's Possibly. usually that's usually the section that I got it from is usually a uh, you know like limited release or seasonal type thing. Um, so I mean, I mean if I see it again, I would buy it at the store even out of a can. I think. You think that like the FBI or people that are really tagging people online are looking at all the tabs together, like paint to paint the picture or just one particular tab? Because like just to be safe, I'm like, I know I'm overthinking this, but like I have satire pulled up in like uh, edge on one tab and then I've got Google Chrome telling me what swills going on. Yeah. I don't know if they paint the full. Uh. Wow. Okay. So satire, by definition, it's it, from Greek mythology. It's one of a class of lustful, drunken woodland gods. In Greek art, they were represented as a man with a horse's ears and tail, but in Roman representation, as a man with a goat's ears, tail, legs, and horns. So that explains you know the goat horns on the barrel on the front of it. One hundred percent. And then swill is to wash or rinse out, like you know, pouring large amounts of water or other liquids over. So it so, is the Roman gods washing liquid. Correct. Huh. That's pretty interesting, that's, actually. That's that's very interesting. Knowing and you know that it, now, it makes the can look a lot better to me. Or, you know, ties it better. At least make, it ties it together. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, damn. And it all it's almost like, like that, that takes a lot of thought. Yeah, it does. <clears throat> um, I wonder who pitched that name. You know what I mean? Who was who was brewing this up? And they were like, "I know what we need to call this one." The bathwater of a of a god that's lustful and sinful. Yes, because this is gonna make you do some bad things if you drink enough of them. And then, just to not confuse people, we'll put Bach in very obvious white letters below it. Mm-hmm. We're gonna so confuse one go, person oh, that goes to the store. We're gonna confuse one of the people that goes to the store and just sees our can. Just for chances. Actually, you know, it kind of makes sense for me. It ma- makes sense. Like, you know what I think of? Satire. Do you remember on Pinocchio when they go to the island and they, they become donkeys? Mm-hmm. That's kind of, it's kind of like that. Like they were sinful. They were lustful. They were gambling. They were indulging. And they became, instead of goats, they became donkeys. Well, they became jackasses, obviously, but I think it's right. a play on satire. I don't think I've seen Pinocchio in like, 20 years uh it's a lot more sketchy than you than you remember man like it's pretty dark i mean there's a lot of disney films like that a lot of disney films like that but this one like to a point where i was like holy cow i think my biggest memory of pinocchio is his is his character in shrek so oh i don't even really remember the story of pinocchio other than him becoming a real boy Mm, no no it's a lot it's a heck of a journey from from Pinocchio to the real boy. Mm. See, I didn't even know that. <clears throat> but I'm glad that we looked that up because satire's that that's a really unique. Not I'm not a, still a big fan of the can, but it makes sense. The branding's great. It follows their drink like a center from back pew. Um, I wonder if this is a visitable. We I, we should Google it, but I believe it says they're <clears throat> uh, they're open. Um. Open at 4 p.m. on Thursday. Wow. So I assume that you can go in there. I mean, I feel like if you're a craft brewery and you're not offering the opportunity for people to go in, you're missing out. Yeah, I mean, I would I would assume. I got to believe that's, I wouldn't say a huge part of revenue, but it's definitely a, a part of your revenue. You know. 
like free advertising and you sell beer. I don't see what the downside is. Right. Well, and you don't have to ship it anywhere. You're just doing it all mm-hmm. right there. So this is true. All right. Well, we just got past Christmas, right? Christmas just ended. Uh, we hadn't, we haven't done a couple, or an episode in a couple of weeks. We've been busy on day on the day that we usually record. So we just haven't gotten around to it. Um, but I did want to talk about, uh, well, I think on our previous episode, we talked about how horrible gift giver or how horrible of a gift giver you are. Uh, I want to talk about how horrible of a gift receiver I am because I feel like no matter what is given to me, it could be the greatest gift I've ever received or it could just be the worst thing I've ever gotten and most useless thing. And I open it up and no matter what it is, I'd give the same reaction of just like, sweet, thanks. I really appreciate it. Because I, I think for me, it's just like I don't, I don't like being in the spotlight very much, you know, like. I don't like when the attention's on me and when I'm opening a gift, I feel like everyone is looking at me. And so I just feel kind of pressured to say something and it just, I feel awkward and it always makes me uncomfortable. Is it the same way? I don't, not so much. A, I have a very similar reaction um, because I, I internalize like as soon as I open a present, I'm like, Oh, like if I don't like it, then you know, it is what it is. But if I do like it inside, I'm just like, Oh, well, this is what I'm going to do with it. But it's an internal dialogue that I have with myself. It's not outwardly right. projected. Um, but do you feel the question I was going to ask is, do you feel that same way whenever you're awarded a compliment? Because yes. I, I don't do it. As, okay. I don't do it as much with gift giving as I do with the, I mean, as gift receiving, I guess, as I do with uh, like a compliment. Somebody would be like, hey, you know, I really like this about you. And I'm just like, well, now this is awkward. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know why I'm pre-programmed to be that way. But is that how you feel when you get a gift? I yes. guess is the question. I, I, I think it's both things for me for sure. Cause like, Oh, you know, Oh, Hey, you know, you're really like, you're smart or something or, you know, it's something stupid. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> Am I supposed to say something back or, you know, is this just, just a compliment? Nothing, no strings attached here. Um, which I mean, receiving a gift, there's, Tip, I mean, typically no strings attached. I guess it depends on the situation, but I'm just like, ugh, thanks. I really appreciate it. I would say it negates it being a gift if there's strings attached. That's just bargaining or blackmail. But uh, one thing. So, yeah. what if you open? What if you open the gift in silence? Like, not in silence. That's creepy. But like, what if you open the gift when the person that gifted it to you is not there? Like say for instance you like you're given a gift that's wrapped or whatever and you go home and you open it. How is your feeling or your reaction at that point? I think it's definitely not as awkward. I, I think I would I could see that being not as awkward because you know you I wouldn't have the feeling of like having needing to react a certain way. I could just kind of especially if I brought it home and I was just opening it with no one else there. Yeah, you know, then I could just then because then I'm not going to react anyways, right? I'm not going to be like by myself and open something up and start running around the room and shit. Cause I'm so <laughs> you know what I mean? Like well, I'm going to open. I mean, maybe I would if it was something crazy. Like if someone wanted to gift me, like you know, a, a like a sports franchise or something. I mean, that's you know, good lord, it takes that much to get you excited. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm just saying. Like, I wonder maybe, every gift's a letdown. I'm just saying, like, maybe if it was that, then I would run around the house by myself. You know what I mean? But Possibly. no, I mean, it's not. It, it, I, that was just a over exaggeration, obviously. I think that is a that is like a special trait or a special characteristic because I've been told the same thing my whole life. Like, you never. Katie says this all the time. She's like, you don't love, you don't like anything. And I'm like, no, I love a lot of things. I like a lot of things. She's like, well, you never show it or you never seem surprised or seemed excited. And I'm like, it's like she got me that weather thing this year that like just tells me the weather that's just outside the house, but on the little digital picture frame. Awesome. I've been mm-hmm. wanting one forever. Love it. It's great. I check it every morning. It's awesome. But she was like, you just seem like that. that's lame. I was like, no, I'm really impressed by that. She's like, well, your reaction said otherwise. Yeah. Um, Horrible at reacting. But- but I think it's a, I think it's like a, a trait because there are some people you award them a compliment or you give them a gift and you feel so like, uh, 
like rewarded back just the way they receive it. And I'm like, holy crap. But not even like awkward. I'm not like, hey, you're going overboard. Like, stop making it a thing. Not even like that. I mean, like, just the way people, like, mom is really good. The way she reacts genuinely to a present. I'm just like, holy crap. She really loves this. And like, it wasn't that big of a deal. You know what I mean? Or yeah. I don't know. You know, maybe it's generational or something. Cause I don't know. Well, I, maybe not. Cause my dad, my dad doesn't really react super, uh, you know, I don't know the word to describe it. I was going to say flamboyant, but that's definitely not the word I'm trying to think of. He He's not like really gets super like pumped up about stuff, but mom, she'll open it no matter what it is. She's like, Oh my God, this is so cool. But, but the thing is, is it always feels genuine. And I just don't know if that's, she's just that good or if she just really loves everything. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know either. I don't know how they do it, man. I can't do it. Also, also, I think with some people, it's the discreet follow-up afterwards, especially in, like, today's day and age. Like, yeah. so you'll, you'll give somebody something, and, like, they'll open it, and then, like, the party's over. It's, like, three or four hours later, and then you, they just send you a text. It's like, you know, hey, I, I, I really just wanted to say thank you, you know, or whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's because I think they've thought about it, and they're out of that awkward moment that you just described. And so they it, they clicks where they're like, I genuinely do enjoy this. I didn't want you to think. It's almost them covering their ass a little bit, though, too. It's like, I didn't want you to think that I was just a POS <clears throat> and didn't um didn't appreciate your gift. Mm-hmm. I genuinely do, you know? Yeah. It's like, uh, like, how do you feel about gift cards? You know, I, I, I think I would rather get something. Um, just because like, if I, I guess I'm just at a point in my life where like a gift card's great, but like, if there's anything I was going to get with a gift card, like I was going to go get it anyway. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I, I, that, that seems snobbish, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I would, I would rather somebody surprise me with something that like, I would never think to pick up for myself than like, give me a gift card for like something I was just going to go buy anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like I feel like a gift card is something that you give somebody you don't necessarily trust with finances, right? Possibly like, because like teenagers, right? Like you wanna you wanna give them money or something, but you want them to not spend it on something stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're like, instead, here's a gift card to a place that I know you like to eat or something. You know, like go spend your money on some food or, um. I, uh, but from my point of view, I'm like, if you're going to give me a gift card, bro, just give me the $25 in cash plus the $2 that you would have spent to activate the card. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Cause you know, uh, you're just wasting a couple of bucks that I would have, you know, used well, maybe, maybe they, from their standpoint, don't find you trustworthy. Like you that's, just laid down the own the definition for the way people use gift cards. I, although I will say this sometimes like, I don't want to say certificate. That's a weird thing, but like it, if it's somewhere, if it's to a place that offers like um, gift cards or, you know, you know, whatever gift certificates or something like that, it's nice or whatever that I would never think to go to. Then I'm down for that. That's cool. That's like setting up an evening that I'm not planning, but it's kind of pre-planned, which is the part that I don't like about, an, an evening or doing something, you know what I mean? So like, I respect that. Um, yeah, real quick. I know that we're not talking about the hyperlight, but I'm, I'm on the website. So by the way, the Bach is a year round. Okay. Hmm. And we're going to, it is a traditional German box. It's high on the drinkability scale, but also packs a punch on its, uh, with its higher gravity. This traditional German lager is on the sweeter side. So even they call attention to it. With a Christmas enjoyed by those who really know what lager should taste like. Ballsy statement. I appreciate them being that bold. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's great. It is a little sweet. They call attention to that, and they they own it. It does have a Christmas, but they're basically saying, if you don't think exactly the way we've defined it here, then you don't know what a good lager is, essentially. Mm. So they're putting the reputation on the line with that one. Throwing it out there. But on on a side note, I was going to call So Hyperlight... is the one that I was talking about and uh 4.2 ABV, 95 calories, 2.6 carbs. Hmm. So competitive in the Miller Lite slash Michelob range. 
Um, get this. Kind of sounds like they ripped off some marketing. Won't fill you up. You know, like Bud Light. Won't fit. Wait, Bud Light does that? I don't know anything about Bud Light, dude. I, you don't I remember. Have... You don't. You don't remember the big campaigns back when Great Taste Less Filling came out, and uh, it'll never fill you up, and it won't let you down. Make it a Bud Light. That was Bud Lights, and then the resp- Yeah, won't fill you up, never let you down. Bud Light, and then Miller Light came in with Great Taste Less Filling. That was their the marketing campaigns. This was pre Michelob GTLS before. Yeah, and uh, but anyway, so won't fill you up, but we'll let you keep drinking at the lake river or on the front porch during those sunny texas days i'm telling you it's super drinkable i know that that's not what we're talking about today but i love the confidence they have in what they're bringing to the table and i, I think they're a fairly newer brewery um we had the blue testament remember that no okay so we had the blue testament we've done the satire swill which is a non-seasonal now that we know um and then the hyperlite but they have some season oh King of the Hellies. It's king a of the king Hellies. of the. It's a king of oh. the hill beer. Texas style Hellies Hell's Lager. That's pretty clever. Uh, anyways, we don't have to go through all Bronx Stomper. Really cool branding. Um. Hmm. Hopzuna, obviously like a hopadilla, I guess. They're just they got some piggybacking on cool, a bunch of things. Do they have a bunch of cool taproom only releases, like Gabagool? It's an Italian pilsner. <laughs> okay. Um, Rand, which is a Belgium golden strong. Yeah. Anyways, have to check out the website. But uh, yeah, glad to know they they draw the line at true lagers with the satire swill and the hyperlite is something that you definitely can be a day drinker with. So they're saying this is a lager, not a bock. Well, it, all lagers are box. Okay. I mean, all, all, excuse me, all boxer loggers. There you go. There it's you like go. all squares or rectangles, but not all rectangles or squares. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Uh, uh, all squares are quadrilaterals, right? But not all quadrilaterals are squares. I don't know. We'll we'll do the math on that in a minute. The geometry, if you will. But yeah. So loggers are, are boxer loggers, but not all loggers are box. That's I did. I genuinely didn't know that box were lagers. Yeah, box is, is a just German, a, a German lager, a German summer lager. Hmm. Boxer traditionally, I understand, to be brewed in the summer, hence the sweet crispness for refreshing replenishment. Hmm. Maybe that's why they're always my favorite. They've been my favorite because I love summer so much. I agree. Some of them venture, some of them like this one venture a little bit into the sweetness, but maybe it's the alcohol content that's driving it away. It does have a Christmas too, but it, it, it finishes pretty sweet. Some of them tend to get too sweet. That's why I wouldn't say that a Bach is my favorite beer of all time, but I do enjoy Bach. <clears throat> yeah, they're definitely my favorite. <clears throat> Speaking of enjoyment, right? So White Elephant Okay, very popular game around the holidays. Um, you know, I think everywhere is playing it now. In fact, I think that you can like kind of like uh, like fantasy football leagues. I think you can just like pick up random white elephants too. Like they just have a gathering of people where you white elephant. You know what I'm saying? Like you could play with your buddies um, in a, in like a private league or a private white elephant, but you could also just yeah. like wild card draw into a white elephant. You know, at at like a uh, a, a a veterans organization or you know a retirement home or like a bingo hall or something like that. There's only one um, type of person that does that. That's the person that goes in to win. Oh yeah, for sure. So so that so that's the thing. There, there's there's three types of, um, in my opinion, there's three types of white elephant approaches also also let me call attention we i think we we talked about this but let me call attention to like there's a common theme and i don't know if it's just me because you do it too but there's a common theme that comes out or at least it has in every single episode thus far like we tend to break things into like three categories and then approach it from all three of those separate angles much like like this is our equivalent this is the show's equivalent of david letterman's like top 10 like mm-hmm. 
we have he had a top 10 every night of whatever it is fill in the blank and i find that we've kind of pre-programmed ourselves to take every subject matter break it into a couple of different groups approach it as those groups and then move on right to explain our point i think that's the yeah. most well-rounded place <clears throat> so my thought process on white elephant is there's there's kind of three groups or three three mindsets as you walk into whether it's a family event or if it's a rando you know, fantasy type situation. Um, one is you have the, 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 it's all straight spoofs. Like it's the ugly gag gifts. It's the very inappropriate, you know, to have some late, you know, late middle age to late age uh, female just open something that's 100% inappropriate, you know, like that, that super quiet, like uh, teenage boy open up like edible underwear like whatever the situation may be right you've right. got the straight gag gifts right or just something stupid airbrush t-shirts or something whatever <laughs> yeah. uh and, and right just and that and everybody's just like each one that's opened is like the more impressive like you're one-upping each other but silently in the room while this is happening a lot of thought goes into these equally to the next category the next category <clears throat> is is those that are they're coming to win you know they 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 really are die hard about coming home with the best gift of the lot so they bring something that's of quality so that they they present the allure that there's a better gift out there but ultimately they're there to wreck house they're there to clean baby they want the high end most valuable most badass shit that's coming out from underneath that tree okay a lot of times they're making their decisions based on the quality of uh, rapping, right? That's just that kind of group. Right. See what I'm right. saying? <clears throat> and then the last group is is a very, a very common group, but it's people that buy all the crap that they want that they're too guilty to buy for themselves in hopes of winning it back innocently. Like, oh, I guess I'll be stuck with whatever I brought. Like yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So that three distinct groups, right? The people that are just there to have fun or make people awkward with what they brought or open or even, God forbid, they have to explain it to folks. Like there's that group. Then there's the people that want to win. They bring not they bring good gifts, but they bring them so that they can decoy and get stuff that's better. And then there's the last group that just feels guilty about purchasing for themselves. They buy the good shit and then they win it back so that they don't feel so guilty, right? And here's mm -hmm. the thing. So that's three groups, and they're all fine and dandy if every single person in that room is programmed to the like, okay? Hmm. They're, it's almost like, you know how on Mexican combination menus, you can like pick and choose your two options? Right. Okay? There's certain ones you can mix and match, and certain ones you cannot, okay? Right, it's like you can get a burrito with fries, right? That somewhat makes sense, but like... You can't go out and get like a burger with refried beans and rice. That's just weird. That's 100% correct. And so let me give you an example of uh, burgers with, uh, with beans and rice as a side. You can take, you cannot take the people that are serious about winning and mix them with the folks that are only playing gag gifts, right? <laughs> yeah. Because then you got somebody bringing, you know, <clears throat> a high-end uh, rechargeable vacuum cleaner. Um, and meanwhile, everybody else is opening up, you know, toys that make farts or, um, <laughs> or stupid gag yard games or, um, you know, blankets with a middle finger on them or something like that, right? Right. They can't they cannot win. In their mind, they cannot win because they brought a gift that was awesome. It's like, you know, fifty yard line tickets and meanwhile they're swapping those for like a a bunch of silly string that smells like farts. You know what I'm saying? Like they're 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 not gonna win. Yeah. Can't mix those two groups. Um you also cannot mix the group um of people that want to win with gag folks either because there's a high chance that somebody's going to keep the good gift if they brought a a um a gag gift, okay? But you can mix the folks that brought good gifts with the folks that brought the gifts that they want to win only because the folks truly that are bringing the 
really high end gifts are okay going with the home with their own. You see what I'm saying? Right. So it's a weird dynamic. And the, 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 the terrible part about it is, is you don't know how each program person is programmed until you get about four or five gifts open. Mm -hmm. And yep. then you start the true colors come out, right? They just slide the comments, you know, Hey, I, I thought that the limit was, you know, $35, right? Right. You know, or, yeah. or, or whatever, whatever, right? Just the nonchalant, oh, that's super funny. But, like, also I was thinking that, like, we were trying to get each other something, you know, nice. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, there, know, so there's I that. Maybe, that, yeah. you know, it's supposed to be stuff that we could use, you know. Yeah, you know. I mean, it's fine, but I just, you, you know, know we also... How many times am I going to use this whoopee cushion, you know? <laughs> we also brought our kids, so I just thought maybe <laughs> we weren't going to be opening up... A blow up um, doll. Exactly. So there's those things. Um, and then on the other end of the spectrum, it's even more alarming whenever you got a bunch of spoof people in the room, or like, you know, like, just gag gift people. Let's say the first three gifts that are opened are like, you know, a great high-end blanket... You know, you've got some type of sound system or like Bluetooth speaker and immediately they're just like, oh, God, <laughs> I, <laughs> I wish I could swap mine out because nobody's going to need a 10 pound jar of Vaseline and a bunch of cooked spaghetti noodles because I was not planning on this. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah the gag gifters start feeling real bad when they're they're oh. the uh, minority in the room. Like in every one of those Key and Peele skits when they just start the like the excessive sweat. excessive <laughs> sweating, yeah. that's what it that's what it's like to those folks. Um, Why is the and internet they, browser history deleted? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Maybe you know sometimes <laughs> when it goes through updates, it just goes ahead. Just dripping um, sweat. So yeah, exactly. Like there's that reaction, and then the last one is like the people that want to win their own gift. <laughs> When when people that showed up to like really get good gifts, they realize that hey, this is going down. These people really are here to compete and get a good gift. Then immediately they get passively obsessive about their own gift. Mm -hmm. So they open it and they're holding it and they're like, oh, you know, it's just it's commemorative okay. plates. You know, it is what it is. Nobody really wants these. Oh, you're interested? Oh no, they've got better sets. You know, and you start. <laughs> Yeah, you start I mean, this is just the cheapest set because of the price limit. So you know, yeah, you start anti-selling yours. <laughs> you know, yeah. Who needs season tickets to the best ball club in the world? You know, like just <laughs> not I. I don't. Yeah, <clears throat> it doesn't even come with parking though. Are you kidding me? It doesn't even come with parking passes. Still gonna pay like, twenty bucks per for parking at minimum. <sighs> it's ridiculous. It's crazy. So um, walk three blocks. Jesus. So it's just very interesting. And also, too, like, you, you want to keep the momentum of things going, but you can tell very quickly when somebody gets irritated. It kills the mood a bit, but, like, what do you do? You got to keep going. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. All right, who's next? It's, yeah. it's, all, it's the people toward the end that are always pushing the who's next agenda, right? Yeah. Because they're, they want to get to the point where they're open, and, or, or they have seen something that's been opened that they want to steal. Yeah, they want to try to hurry it along before it gets stolen twice before they can't go anymore, you know. That's true. I've seen them get so aggressive too, you know. That's that that's when everybody starts going back to the rule. You can always tell like when somebody's in that ballpark of like really came to win very aggressive because they're like the 10th or 15th person to open and they're like, "Hey, can we go back through over the rules again? What were what were the rules? Can we can yeah, we talk about how, how the many, rules were? How many steals were there?" Again, so it's two. It's two and a half. Like he, ha you already touched it. You got to open it. You already touched. No, that's the rules. You already touched it. You already yeah. picked it up and touched. You can't look at some. No, mm -mm, you can't look at somebody else's gift. You already touched it. It's like in chess. Once you make your move and you let go of the piece, that's it. Which I'm not. I'm not even quite sure is an actual rule, but uh, at least in white white elephant, when you get to you know tenth, twelfth opener, uh, ten, twelve beers deep, that that is the rules oh, for yeah. some reason. It's like, it's like you break it, you buy it. You touch it, you open it, you know? That's it. I remember seeing a video of a, of like a white elephant thing. This was years ago. Maybe even like, what, it's 20, 2022? Maybe even like eight to ten years ago I saw this video on the internet. But it, it pays, plays a lot toward the third group you're talking about that like brings the thing that they want, right? Oh, yeah. So that they, they like 
spend the money that they feel weird spending on themselves or whatever and then try to win their own gift back. But <laughs> the guy shows up and it's like, yeah, I think they're like, it's there's a $35 limit or whatever. And they start opening and it gets to the third person and they grab the biggest box there, which is the one that this guy brought, right? That's the, the, the protagonist or whatever, if you want to call it that. <clears throat> and he starts getting nervous because the guy's opening his gift. and It's a fucking Xbox. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and he opens it up. And everybody goes, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> Who brought an Xbox? And he's just sitting there and he's like, man, which one of you guys did that? You know, trying to play it off or whatever. And then yeah. the next three people that open it proceed to steal the Xbox and before it gets to him and he gets really pissed off. Uh-huh. Because, because then he can't steal it. Steal because it it's gone anymore and he starts getting so mad. And he, oh, they start man. going over all the rules and shit again. And I was like, man, who? that's... What an idiot, bro. You just, you can't, I couldn't gamble with something like that. But I'll tell you one of the big things, at least in all the ones that we do with different fo- with different groups of people, um, it's surprising to me how popular scratch-offs are. Like people will roll the dice on scratch-offs mm. in, in the face of something that they brought that they wanted. Like mm. they could have the equivalent of like, not an Xbox maybe, but they could have the equivalent of like some badass bottle of liquor or like um some sweet ass thing that they wanted that they brought that with they fully intended on winning back. And then soon as scratch offs enter the picture, it's like this heroin of a, a white elephant gift. And they're just like, Oh, I better try that. And I'm like, really? Cause you, you definitely had the foot massager in the bag. And they're like, no, no I'm going after those scratch offs. Yeah. You know, I know it's a, a $35 limit, but if I can get 10 bucks out of them, I feel like I won, you know? Yeah. It, uh, Scratch offs to me have always been like the cop out gift, you know, because they like, are, but they're but they're super fun. They, they're a stocking a stuffer to me, golden yes. stocking stuffer. Yes, that's the best stocking stuffer I think. Also, I was going to mention. So for the first time ever, now that we're talking about it, I just looked up what the definition of a white elephant is. Do you know? No. It it really ties into the conversation that we just had because. I, I'm going to let you connect the dots, but this is what it's called. I mean, this is this is the definition. A white elephant is a possession that its owner cannot dispose of and whose cost, particularly that of maintenance, is out of proportion to its usefulness. Okay, yeah. So in modern usage, it's a metaphor used to describe an object, construction project, scheme, business venture, facility, etc., considered expensive but without revenue-generating capabilities. <laughs> okay. So if you think about it, all white elephant should be, which is my favorite, recycled gifts, yeah. re-gifts, or things that you didn't want. Yeah. Right? So people that are bringing the shit that they do want, they're technically breaking the letter of the law. And people that are bringing badass gifts, they're also breaking the letter of the law. If I was a judge right now here, judge and jury, I'm going to have to agree with the folks that are bringing gag gifts that are they cannot be disposed of and whose cost is out of proportion to its <laughs> usefulness. That is a yeah. phenomenal... I don't understand how that became the definition of a white elephant, but that is that describes a lot of things in a lot of people's lives, honestly. Are albino elephants useless or something? I've never seen an albino elephant, to be honest with you. Uh, I've seen a lot of albino stuff, but uh, I have no idea. I just wonder why good they question. decided to call it a white elephant. Dude, I swear, the guy that is looking at my history is like, satire, white elephant, albino elephants, Nickelback rock star <laughs> lyrics? What's <laughs> up with this guy? This guy's going through it right now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> send him some type of mental help. Might send him a therapy brochure, bro. He needs to go also, talk to somebody. Real quick, I, I, this is how you know that the world's listening to you. I just typed in albino, and immediately it said elephant lyrics. Albino elephant lyrics. Tell me that's not trippy. I haven't Googled that ever before. Algorithms, man. Yeah, there are albino elephants, but they're more like peach-colored. Like some peach fuzz? 
Yeah. Kind of, kind of like a little flesh sack when it's just That's barely funny. holding, barely holding the innards, real yeah. pink like, real fresh off the block. Well, yeah, I think it's just because they just don't have the, uh, they they don't have the pigment or whatever in their skin. That's all yeah, albinoism is, right? I'm not a, I'm not an animal scientist. I don't even know what that is, but. Uh... Nope, no comment on that. Okay. <laughs> you don't know either. There's a no. lot of different animal scientists. No. Um, yeah, so I'm not, but I, I know what the metaphorical Vet- white veterinarian is. is. that an animal scientist? That's an animal yeah. doctor. I, I'm, that's, I mean, that's one of many. You know, you've got uh, uh, herpetologists, right? That's, that's snakes. Herpetologist yeah. does snakes? Yeah. Snakes get herpes or what? No, herp, but herpologist. Herpologist. Why am I apologizing Uh, to her? I don't know. I feel like, I feel like we're, listen, whoa, get diving a little deep. (laughs) I feel like we're splitting hairs. Um, yeah. Herpologist, marine biologist. We're going off on a tangent here, but I found it interesting that this is the first time I've uh, Googled white elephant. Um, and it's a lot closer to the actual thought process or content of the game than I expected it to be. Knowing you, I'm very surprised that this is the first time that you've Googled white elephant to see what it is. Dude, I, I just I, never even I, thought about it. Like this is the first time I've, I feel like you would have at some point in the previous years when we've done it, been like, why the hell is it called white elephant? And just giving it a Goog. I, I might have, I might have actually said it before, but just never Google it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I want to bring to light that technically I'm not even sure if this definition means anything. It could be worthless because I didn't get it from Google. I got it from Bing. So, oh, yeah. It's not even correct then. Good chance I've just been pissing on the wind for the last I've 30 minutes. I've been lying for the past 10 about this specifically. Super sketchy. Watch. Um, it's going to give me a legitimate... About to get a... a webster's dictionary definition from google uh yeah that one's a little uh, i don't know if i would read that one out loud but uh no 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 that uh wikipedia says as much so we're good wikipedia is definitely the determining factor google's definition though real quick of the game a white elephant gift exchange also known as a Yankee Swap or Dirty Indian Santa, is a party game. <laughs> cool, what? bro. They they just bit it all off at once and were like, "Chew it or not, you got to read through bro. it." Yeah. What? Yep. The goal of a white elephant gift exchange is to entertain party goers rather than to gain a genuinely valuable or highly sought after item. Okay, so we've settled the debate now. One. Bring trash that you can't get rid of. Two, it's just to entertain the folks in the room. You cannot go in with the intent to win. And then three, it's just for fun festivities. Yeah. That makes me feel a little bit better now. Now I'm not going to be so stressed out shopping for it. I yeah. Like I, need I mean, to get something useful. The only the only stress that I normally have is like trying to nail exactly on the head the, the dollar restriction. Because, because I, I feel like... I I, I never want to be that guy. Yeah, you don't want to underspend and be that guy, unless you're regifting. Like if you're bringing, like if you if there's certain gifts I think that are worth a replay every single year. That person mm-hmm. should just break. They just suck that bad. They are truly a white elephant by definition. Now that we know it, they they bring it back every year because it's funny and they open it and they're like son of a bitch. Like they change it and they put it in different boxes, right? Or they try to dress it up in a different bag or something yeah, like that. Put it and in make a it bigger look box. Make it look like it's something Dude, else. That to me is truly playing the game. Okay. But other than that, I'm just trying to get as close to the money marker without going over as I feel physically like capable of, because I think most people are owed that. If I'm not regifting some trash that I got stuck with that is the the epitome of white elephant, then I'm just trying to maximize the money. And I'm also not a multi gifter. Like I don't want a damn bag with like fifteen different things in it that add up to whatever, 25, 35 bucks. No, it's got to be a singular thing. Yeah, singular gift 
that I saw and I was like, holy crap, that is worthless and it fits in the $35 mark. Do taxes figure into the price? Like you Bro, gotta you gotta do like twenty five including taxes, or is this well, like I you think, get something twenty four ninety nine and you go a little bit over? No, I I'm thinking that I'm thinking as long as you're in the ballpark, right? Twenty five to twenty nine with taxes or whatever the rate is, I think you're fine. Now to the letter of the law, like that's the thing. You got that middle group of people that are like, that's twenty seven sixty four. We were supposed to send twenty five bucks or whatever. I didn't know I could get an extra two dollars out. I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Nobody told me anything. This is the last time I'm coming to this one. I'm gonna freelance somewhere else. I'm not joining your fantasy white elephant league anymore, dude. Also, I can only like in the back of my mind, I thought about those like fantasy white elephant leagues, and like, can you imagine pulling a number at like one forty-five no, and just being like, I don't even care to see that many gifts, dude. If there was that many people, I would opt out immediately. I'd become a free agent. Oh. Absolutely, immediately. Yeah. That's too many. I'm just here to see someone's great grandmother open like a leopard thong. Okay, that's all I want, and then I'm out of here. You can just keep my twenty five buck gift or twenty five dollar gift. <laughs> I was just here for the laugh. <clears throat> Which is ultimately now we know the purpose of the game. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's almost New Year, or it's almost the New Year. Sorry. Um, yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say, do we call it New Year's or the New Year? Well, technically, the New Year's correct, but it was weird to hear you say it. You have you struggle sometimes with S's and apostrophes. Like you don't say them wrong. You just add them or don't include them where appropriate at times. When we've, we've had this happen. We've had this happen multiple times. Yeah, and I think it's, it's, trend here. it's because my brain. You know, I get, like I'm thinking of something specific. And when I say mm-hmm. when I'm when I'm trying to say something else, I just botch it and combine them. Um, well, guys, it's almost New Year. <laughs> Why say lot word when <laughs> when few word word trick? Fine, do trick. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, it's almost the New Year, and so uh, it's the time of the New Year's resolutions to come forward and uh, try to make people's lives better. I guess that's the point of them. Um, I've always done them myself. Uh, I did, well, I did one on this podcast two years ago that I didn't follow through with. So that tells you about as much as I need to say about new year's resolutions. Do you, do you feel bad about it? Is like, is it not worth bringing up again or revisiting or what was a, well, it was for the podcast. It was to, it was to do 52 more episodes of the podcast. And, uh, Hey, listen, you're happening. We're still, we're on the road to 52. Well, you know, people, you know, things get in the way. I don't, people don't get in the way, but well, in my know. case, people didn't get in the way. It was just scheduling and stuff. But that, by the way, that came out like unknowingly very Seinfeld ish. We're on the road to 52. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. So, um, so, you know, I think that like, I think New Year's resolutions are one of those things where like you you do it just to do it at this point. You know? Yeah. Cuz I mean I do, you know, every year I have one like obviously mine this year is mine every year honestly for my personal well-being is to eat better because from Thanksgiving until the end of the year I always eat like crap because I feel like there's no point in eating healthy in between Thanksgiving and Christmas. There's just, I'm going to eat like crap on those days anyways, so might as well binge through, you know what I mean? Um, So my New Year's resolution is always to eat better at minimum. Maybe do a little more working out, but I don't ever follow through with that one. Um, But I heard a really interesting thing uh, today, actually. I was watching a, a video, and the guy was talking about how New Year's resolutions are just bullshit. They just really are. And because, like, are you going to do that resolution now, or are you going to wait until the new year? Because if you're not going to do it now, then there's no point in doing it at the new year. Because you're not going to do it. You're not going to keep doing it. So I was like, huh, well, yep, that's pretty true. I, I... I would, I would, first off, I would say us talking about New Year's resolutions right now is as cliche as the resolution itself, okay? Yeah. Because I think there's a million people talking about them right now. The pros, the cons, the ins, the outs, the bullshit, the for shit, all that stuff. Um, 
But I would say I think I, I think I would agree with that. I think uh, I think anything worth doing or that you're gonna do is worth doing now and not waiting till the end of the year. I don't think there's a prime time to start. I think that's why people fail at diets. I think that's why people fail at uh, education to a certain point. You know, especially if they're. Pro- I mean, it's procrastination that gets the best of us, I guess, and that's a that's a form of procrastination. Yeah, New Year's um, resolutions are a form of procrastination for sure. <clears throat> Yeah, it's like, oh, on Mon- Monday I'll start it because I- obviously I can't on Sunday. Like, why? Why football. not? Um, do what? Yeah, fo- there's football going. I can't start a diet on s- football Sunday. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but I will say this: I think I don't. I don't think necessarily you need to start them on the first. But I would say probably the most impactful because um, you know everybody wants to eat better. Obviously, you should start that right now like if anybody wants to do that start that right now um but i would say keeping them higher level like i don't want to say vague but keeping them higher level like uh i i want to learn how to effectively change my habits right because that's the gift that keeps on giving or whatever i'm not saying you got to wait till the beginning of the year to do that so it defeats the purpose of new year's resolution but like I think when people set out to do things like, yes, you want to be specific, but like I think there's a category that, that's gray enough that's beneficial to you more than, than one specific thing. Because people set out, they're like, oh, I, I want to get in shape or I want to um, lose weight or whatever. Ultimately, that's just, that's just choosing to develop a certain set of habits. And I know that this is also cliche, but it's like, it's it's and it's so cheesy to say but it it's it's a lifestyle it's not a it's not a thing that you do it's, it's literally a lifestyle change it's a lifestyle bro you know what i'm saying it's like, yeah. it really is and and what that lifestyle is again i'm not saying that i'm good at it by any means and i'm not i'm terrible but what that lifestyle is is deciding uh, to effectively embrace a mentality to change your habits. So I think that's a like that that's one that I think people focus on. You know. Also, back to how you started. I'm going to ask this question: Is the resolution you, you said the I can't remember exactly how you phrased it, but you said a New Year's resolution is to for people to do better for themselves or for people to do better things does the resolution need to be for yourself or or can the resolution be that moving forward i'm gonna pay it forward or i'm gonna because i know that i joke about this a lot and you and i've way off offline you know to use a office cliche like we've had a lot of conversations about like the problem with humans these days is the lack of interaction when folks are vulnerable, right? I'm not saying pick up, I joke about picking up hitchhikers and stuff like that, but like truly it is like you have to be vulnerable in certain circumstances. Um, that's, that's what, that's what moves humanity along. Okay. And so I wonder, can, can your resolution be to do interact with more people or do things like that? Yes. It's a betterment for you, but ultimately it's giving back to other people or does the resolution need to be for you? Not no, you think, personally. I'm just saying in general. I think, yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks for the shot, bro. I'm just out here freaking. I mean, thanks for being so selfish, doing shit for yourself, <laughs> working out, eating better. What's that doing for anybody else? Man, man it's good for the environment, bro. Um, oh, yeah. I got, I got to follow up on that in a second. That blew my mind. I just read the article, but go ahead. Uh, no, I think it's. I think a whole point of a New Year's resolution is just something that you feel you need to do, or that you want something you want to do, or whatever. But it still is to the point like why not pay it forward starting in like may no i, I listen <laughs> i agree i agree like yeah the whole the whole point of it i i mean it's a good i guess it's like a good reset time cuz it's a new year you know the holidays just ended you know you're kind of a lot of people's is working out and getting healthier or whatever because again like me they just stuff their face from thanksgiving until December 29th. So December 30th. I would I would say that I think this should be the rule. As soon as you think of what your new year's resolution should be, start it. Start it. Because don't get me wrong, 
I don't necessarily think all year about what my New Year's resolution is going to be. I don't start until like probably the day after Christmas, right? But then at that point, you should start it. Like I think that's safe to say. But also, too, I'm the kind of person where, and it's frustrating to Katie a lot, like I'm the kind of person where I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm going to start doing puzzles. That's that's probably good for the mind. You can frame them. And then so I literally leave the house. She's like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to get a puzzle. She's like, it's it's 9 o'clock on a Wednesday. I was like, yeah, but I, I want to start doing a puzzle. She's like, right now? I'm like, yeah. I mean, I, I think that it's good for my mind. I'm going to start doing one, like one a week. Now, obviously, I only stuck with that for like four weeks or whatever. But I, I when it was time to do it, I did it. You know what I mean? Right, because you don't want to go to sleep and wake up the next day and think, shoot, what was I going to start doing? Exactly. Or honestly, I'm also the type of person, and this is terrible programming, where like all day, the the next day, I'd be like trying to eat breakfast. I'd be trying to like do work, and I'd be like, damn, should have went and got that puzzle. Mm-hmm. I, I bet I can cut out here at lunch and go get that puzzle, you know? Yeah. I wonder what kind of puzzles they got at uh, Hobby Lobby. Yeah, who else is? You never bump into people that you want to meet in a puzzle aisle either. I mean, I believe in humanity, but let's be honest. Yeah, I, I'm picking up a hitchhiker, but I ain't talking to anybody in a puzzle aisle at the Hobby Lobby. No, bro. I'll I'll roll the dice on my life, but not on the comfort of a conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I'll pick you up, but you're sitting in the back, bro. I am. I'm not talking to you the whole time. Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about the folks in the puzzle aisle. I'll, the hitchhiker I'll probably have a grand old conversation with. Uh, it's <laughs> folks in the puzzle aisle that are more more concerning to me. Take a stab wound rather than a conversation with a a puzzle fanatic at the That's hobby right. lobby. I don't want to know about the artist. I don't want to know about the covering of the pieces. The best way to, you know, do we hodgepodge it? Do we Elmer's glue it? I don't need to know that. Don't need to know. I'll take Take my chances with a razor blade from a dirty set of fingernails. <laughs> there was something I don't know you why. said you wanted to come back to real quick. Oh, okay, quick. Yeah, good segue, brother. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so um, I also want to apologize for stereotyping every hitchhiker. Um, but no, I, I read this. I didn't read the whole article. This is what makes it hilarious. Like I just saw the little like highlight on, uh, I think it was uh, whatever Apple's news is. What is that? Apple News. No, it's not Apple News. Like, whatever they're, you know, when you swipe right on your phone. Anyway, um, and it just said bicycles. This this was the headline. Bicycles could be the end of uh, sustainability on Earth. And I was like, I don't even know how they could math that out. Like, bicycles? and it was, no, 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 Bicycles. Bicycles. That's what I said. Oh, I thought you said icicles. I was like, I don't know how that comes into play. No. Like bicycles are the end of sustainability challenges on Earth. Like in a negative way. And I was like, what? Why? I was like, they don't, I don't know. They don't generate any more rubber than a car. No more metal. Um, It's probably they don't there's no emissions there's no people i mean like no people like are more active when they're using them i was so so anyways this is the point that i, I didn't read the article i did not read the article okay disclaimer <laughs> okay it's read it and you were like that's fucking stupid <laughs> I, just did it. I literally did i was like that's not drawing me in that's idiotic because then i mean i remember i was like washing dishes and katie was in the other room and I literally was like, man, I'm sick and tired of us just building artificial hills to die on. Like, I don't mm. get it. I don't want to get political or anything like that. But I was just like, man, this is absolutely ridiculous. Because A, somebody spent time, by the way, generating that tagline and then writing an article afterwards. And probably doing the research for it, whatever, they're, yeah. whatever they were trying to research. Dude, I, I was just blown data. away. I was blown away. I was like, really? Do we not have... And I'm not even the stereotypical guy that's like, hey, let's go fight, you know, world hunger or like whatever, find a better fuel source or whatever. Like, I don't, I mean, th those are all great things, by the way, but like, I don't care yes. about that. Just don't pick an idiotic hill to die on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Bikes, those are bad. That's, 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Bikes can't do that. Pesticides? No, I'm in. I'm in pesticides for yeah, sure. I don't want those bugs Let's... in my house, bro. Yeah, I'm all down on that. Um, I don't want bugs or bikes in my house. That's crazy. Uh, you know, arms dealers. You know, eh, I give or take. Send them back. But uh, oh, touchy. Uh, I'm talking about worse trades. <laughs> but um, all that being said. <laughs> I, I the bicycle thing it was mind blowing to me. I don't know how they could have put a positive spin on that tag, that headline. I don't know how somebody like I would like to see you know like how you get like uh, click data. I'd like to see how many people actually opened it and read it, read it. You know what I mean? The sheer physics of it are mind boggling. I just I don't get it. Like if anything, could have been a positive argument. Yeah, I don't, I don't quite understand that. <clears throat> We are at the end of the episode, so it's time to rate the beers. And so now we bring it back to what everybody came to listen about, and yes. that is, you know the how beer it, itself. you know how it go. You watch, listen to the first ten minutes, and then skip to the end, bro. You don't even listen to the the body. You don't need the yeah. body. It'd be helpful on like the YouTube videos if you could put like uh, what do they call those things? The like segments or what or not yes. segments, but you know what I mean. Segments. And like right as we open up, you could just be like, for results, skip to one hour and one minute or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. All watch right. So hold on. Let me 10 get... minutes to learn about the beer and then watch the last three to see how they liked it. Except for in the occasional episode, you'd have to be like, check minute 34 and 26 seconds for plug on website. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, all unsponsored, but uh, balls in your court back pew. <laughs> Hey, I'm just saying. Uh, I'll read through mine right quick because I have it pulled up. I had a a four on entry, a three on aftertaste. I was a little uh, the uh, the fruitiness on the aftertaste threw me off a little bit. Uh, four on body, a five on color. I thought when you poured it, it looked very good. Uh, I actually yeah I have it as a five on bitterness as well. I don't I don't think it's too bitter at all. Yep. Um, which I know the IBUs are pretty in line, but I was, I was worried that it was still going to be a little too stout being that it's a 7.2. So I was a little surprised there. Dude. I mean, you feel it, but it's not, it's not, I, I didn't taste it. If that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't, you don't like taste the, uh, the stoutness of it, but you do get yeah. the, the buzz for sure. Um, yeah, you, you feel it, but you don't taste it. Uh, I have a three on acidity again because of the fruitiness on the aftertaste, uh, and a five on fizz because I was getting some good burps out of this one. So I'm glad that's how we've decided to describe fizz. By the way, yeah, that <laughs> this makes it <laughs> so much better. That's fine. So now we can change our closing line, but uh, I'll work up something in the next thirty four seconds. Well, let's be honest. If I'm going to describe my score, it's going to take longer than 34 seconds, but you guys know the drill. Um, so what did you get for a total Total call out? 29. So still pretty solid. Damn, dude. Uh, honestly, I walked through this when we first tasted the beer. I always, I, this, my MO is I take two sips and I put down, you know, what do they, all, what do they say? Your first impressions are the best. Yeah, one bite, everyone take, knows the rules. One bite, everyone knows two, the rules. Two sips, everyone knows the rules. I took I take two steps, I put down my uh I put down my ratings, then I drink the whole first beer and I update those ratings. And then when we come yeah. back to the very end, I take a couple more sips and I say, Hey, is this still right? So and really what you're I, doing is you're making a list and you're checking it twice. Thrice, but yes. And then you're gonna find out if the beer is naughty or nice. Yeah. Now sometimes out of the gate I'm like, This is not a nice beer. And you guys it's can very look naughty. through. Yeah, very naughty. Well, more like straight trash. But <clears throat> um, yeah. so anyways, um, on entry, I also had, I, I like the entry. I had a four. Um, I feel like there's a little bit of sweetness at the entry and the aftertaste. My aftertaste is at a three. That's the only struggle that I had with this one. Although they admitted it. So, you know, power to them. Body, I have a five. Great mouthfeel. Um, now that we've allocated belch to the fizz um body had a great mouthfeel um so it ha, box sometimes have a tendency to be what i call sticky in my mouth because of the sweetness they they have like a syrupiness to it this one did not uh so anyways body five color had a five um 
it could have been a little lighter for me and also even with it, it's not hazy but it doesn't have a clarity that i would like um bitterness i have a five straight on point acidity i have a four and the, this is all very out of character based on how i've rated a bunch of the last beer last few beers fizz i had a four has a great burp um i guess like you know i could have gone a little more with that but i i it it doesn't just box don't burp in general and i don't think this is the best burp bach burp that i've had um so four three five 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 four four very solid coming in at a 30 very nice so we're pretty we close on up. those too <clears throat> yeah we've been pretty we've been pretty uh pretty close on the box still we've done i think we've only done two but still yeah, and like I said, they're not. I mean, I do like a you know, I, I like a Bach, but I do like a skunkier, you know, just pills. bitter pills. Uh, yeah. yeah, um, that's kind of my, my go to as far as enjoyment. They're just refreshing. Um, but I appreciate a Bach for what it is, even though sometimes they tend to be a little sweet. I'd like to circle back to from uh, the beginning when we said we'd definitely buy this again. I still would definitely buy this again. Uh, and very much enjoy myself. This is one that I, that I that I would share with the boys. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. You know, I don't. I'm not gonna at seven point whatever. I'm not gonna say you're gonna sit and indulge all evening. Um, but definitely would pick it up on tap. I I we we almost need to make a trip over there. Uh, unrelated to the podcast, but just make a trip over there to see what they have on tap because it's fairly close. Um, and they've got some. I, I love the fact that they do some unique stuff you can only get on tap there to draw folks in, I'm assuming. but yeah. um, And then if they had it on tap, I would definitely drink it there. And then, I you know, I'd pick can up. it. I wonder if they would can their special stuff. I'm sure, I'm sure you could probably get growlers or something like that, I would imagine. But. We'll have to check it out. Um, another thing that I, I said I wanted to keep doing after last episode was uh, where do you see yourself drinking this beer? What do you see yourself doing? Um, and I'm going to be honest with you. I have absolutely no idea because it's, it, it, it's kind of like, a any situation beer for me type thing. Like I, I don't see a specific of it. Maybe like watching football with the boys, you know, uh, watching sports with the boys at a bar, maybe like, you know, that kind of vibe. I don't really have a specific event myself though. I agree. Um, and honestly, as soon as you ask that question, norm normally whenever you ask that question, immediately I'm like, oh, this is where I'm drinking this. Yeah. Um, but I did go blank. Um, you know, historically, when I think about other box, it's always like hard day's work. And not. it's not like the Mexican, you know, we talk about the Mexican cervezas and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're doing that while you're... <laughs> You're doing that while you're still outside on the job site, and then you're going to leave, okay? A Bach is like you and, get home from work. Yeah, like a front porch beer, a yeah. back porch beer, right? You kick your you kick your boots off, and you just you, – you, you rustle your feet together and enjoy it. And it's cooler underneath the shade of the porch, right? I, mm -hmm. I don't think this fits that mold, um, no, even, though it's, even though it's a Bach. So I can tell you what it doesn't fit, but I, I can't. I you know I'd have to think on how I want to drink it. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I can't think of a specific thing. <clears throat> but we are at that point in the episode where I'm going to tell you to go follow us on socials on Twitter at Off the Tap Pod and on Instagram at Off the Tap Podcast, and uh, be sure to interact with us on Twitter. That's where we do most of our stuff. So. 100%. I will. I promise. I've only said this eight times now or yeah, eight times or nine. Yeah. Eight times now. Um, I will get a Twitter one day. Um, but now that we have established that fizz equals belch for us, I'm going to say, don't forget about the fizz, but believe in the belch.